0: Hello and welcome to New Tricks, the weekly podcast from New Dog PR. I'm Emily Newman
1: and I'm Catherine Doggall. This podcast is a chance to mull over the current goings-on in hotel land, chat to some pleasant folk about things they know and provide some interest for your ears.
0: We've our journalism and communication experience together with our sector knowledge and contacts to create a strategic PR company which understands investing in hotels and the many roles within them. On New Tricks this week, we talk to Sean Worker, Managing Director and Principal at T5 Strategies and the Adapters, and consider the hitherto unobserved yet frankly staggering analogies between the global pandemic and Jurassic Park, and whether space travel may be the solution to the current trauma associated with attempting to leave the country, at least for those of us here in the UK. As always, we hope this episode brings great joy to your ears. Hello, and welcome to another episode of New Tricks, which is the weekly podcast from New Dog PR. And um, this week we have Catherine, who has returned from her vent- from her exciting adventures. No doubt, we're we'll here all about that very shortly. And we're also delighted to be joined by Sean Worker, who is the managing director and principal of T Five Strategies and the Adapters. Sean, thank you for joining us. How are you?
2: Oh, it's just great to be here in the middle of passport amber-isms <laughs> and other parts of the world. Isn't i've been it- amberized we're, amb- <laughs> we're being amberized
1: isn't it just and our intrepid isn't that isn't that what happened in it just all all the different amber associations are now flooding into my brain isn't that what happened in jurassic park like the, the it all starts because something's stuck in amber doesn't it yes and, you
2: know when you have that Ooh. typical industrial whirling yellow light that is really good for people with migraines so yeah it's mm. all good yeah, it's all
1: good because that went well with the whole. That was Jurassic inspiring. Park
2: thing. Yeah, we we've yes. now turned ourselves into a Hawaiian island. Yeah, it's good. Which
1: yeah, lots of people have, have been colour. drawing Jurassic Park analogies, haven't they? It's like that kind of what you open the science and then you somebody was saying the other day that they watched Jurassic Park initially. We watched Jurassic Park. How could they all be so stupid as to let this thing run amok and it's so deadly and dangerous? Oh,
2: Amber and, <laughs> of you,
1: and then. <laughs> And they think that's how that's how
0: it happened. That is life imitating <laughs> art. Involved. Here we are living it. Yes, but I did
1: like Attenborough's, like his, because he had that nice walking stick, didn't he, with the amber in? Mm.
0: Yes, he did. He did. Um, how are how were your adventures traveling around Europe, Land, Catherine?
1: My adventures traveling around Europe, Land, were very good. I am now still in Europe, Land, um, and was able to travel around with Spuddy on a plane without hindrance um and without having to get any any unfortunate and painful things shoved up my nose so i very much i am fully vaccinated and that's how that works so yes and it was interesting to see that i was not the only person there are rumors unfounded rumors that there has not been as much travel in in europe land as has previously been advertised and certainly it wasn't as busy as i have seen it at that time of year but it was certainly there were people there here in paris all the they all the Americans are here. If anyone in London is wondering where the Americans are, it's because they're all here. They are all here all the time. Um and it's, it's about 98% Europeans and about three percent French at the moment. And um <clears throat> I went to the flea market yesterday and can confirm this, uh, wearing my mask. But um, but when um, I was in the south of France, there were a number of plates there from Switzerland, from Sweden, from anywhere that you could care to mention had all converged on the south of France, um, and that may be why there's a slight spike in the in COVID in the south of France at the moment. But nothing to worry about, and uh, everyone was quite happy. It seemed driving there and having generally a good time on the south. So people are traveling around and enjoying the beaches was the message that I heard from that, and they managed to get through the film festival without anyone catching it, it seems unlike the G7,
0: so that's good, very good. <laughs> and mm. how about you, Sean, traveling? Are you traveling much, or are you just leaving it to those amber people and staying well back?
2: Mm. So uh, travel seems after flying about a 100,000 flight miles a year forever. I was talking to a friend last night that it was like going through detox when I didn't do that, you know, and you, and now all the muscle memory for how to get through an airport isn't memory <laughs> at all, because I don't have a clue how to get through an airport anymore. So uh, digital is my friend. But I will say to you that, you know, with friends on the move, it is like catching a needle as to what and where and how and what foot and what you know it's it's medieval show me your papers you know a drawbridge <laughs> comes up and you know then each jurisdiction has slightly different interpretations of how to test and see if you're a covet carrier so um yeah you know when you add in all the personal contact it's even more than having the tsa in america you know frisk you down so you know for those that like to be engaged with humanity this
0: is great Ooh, it has got very tsa times <laughs> indeed and um, we're going to talk a little bit um, about adaption and innovation because I'm sure there are many, many quotes that don't leap to mind at the moment about how periods of volatility create, create huge in adaption, and we can cite lots and lots and lots of examples of those. Um, but I think just before we get to the specific pandemic-ness of it all, um, what are your thoughts on the sort of single greatest example of innovation that we've seen to date in travel, tourism and hospitality?
2: So I was looking at that question and went, from what date?
0: Ever. Ever. <laughs>
2: Ever. Oh, okay. Well, you know, the mule seemed a good the lifts, thing to lifts in the
1: ri- lift, Lifts in the, in the Savoy. There we go. Yeah. I
2: mean, you know, when you think of that, and it, maybe I'll bookend it, right? So, you know, when the Victorians discovered trains and all of a sudden showed up in Brighton, you know, and went, oh, that's kind of cool. So that was that was pretty good. And then the Empire extracted that and went, oh, let's force multiply that and brought the train systems into Indian great places. So I think that's kind of cool. And then let's leap forward. Uh, I had really thought of dwelling on, isn't it great that we've gone to keyless entry? Isn't that just great? <laughs> um, <laughs> but, you know, somehow that skipped. And, you know, I, I think uh, even forward looking rather than what's been done, it's good to see that United, for instance, has said, let's get back into the supersonic game. I hope that happens. It was a, you know, when, it, when Concord went away, I just felt that was a piece of, you know, motiv- visual motivation to keep keep doing brilliant things. And that's good. And then how can you cap Jeff Bezos on his rocket with big windows? So I'm a little confused as to, you know, the big windows and some of the footage that came out of it. But for those of you that watched it, it's pretty interesting. So I I think when you put those two together, let's hope uh, travel gets a lot faster and easier with less barriers. And to me, the new innovation moving forward sounds make it easier.
0: I wonder if you could go at this rate, if I could go from Bristol via space to Croatia and therefore like missing out the other stuff. That was the plan, wasn't it?
2: COVID-free. That was, yeah. COVID that was
0: gonna. That was gonna be the, the the fun thing, wasn't
1: it? We we're all gonna instead of traveling along, we we're all gonna sort of travel up, wait for the Earth to rotate, and then and then drop down again. That seems to have fallen by the wayside, which is a shame. So I thought that was sounding very exciting.
0: Hmm. And if they could crack on with that within the next three weeks, so it would really help. My, you know, I don't see that. Well, as we've seen, innovation is accelerating. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um What about? So
1: it'll be it'll be the new Amazon Prime. One assumes Ooh. you can be delivered delivered within an hour.
2: I prefer <laughs> to be shipped in a box right now
1: protective boxes yeah. available i'm
0: sure it's up to you how yeah. you
2: pack yourself of course <laughs> lots of bubble wrap and and a, and a good bottle of burgundy montrachet
0: yes oh actually that does sound quite appealing let's do that. See the glamour of international travel is back <laughs> <laughs> Boys and girls you heard it here first um what things stop innovation what are the barriers to innovation what what when we have times when it works and it works well Super when it doesn't. Are there any kind of are there any sort of key things that you can cite as common elements that stop or sort of hinder it?
2: So I think a couple of things that we all face, and one is your own biases. You know, your own history and on the planet of some things that went right, some things went wrong, your own perception of it. And it's amazing how groupthink can kill some of the best ideas on the planet are a domineering chairperson be it a CEO or a chair, and I don't care what industry it's in. So that's probably one. Um, Two, capital has evolved in such a specific way that that capital is often, you're backing your idea into what the capital will say. So if you look at Airbnb and others like that, they, you know, they got their whole business model into 29 to 30 words, 29 to 35 words. And largely because that's how you raise capital in VCs, because you got to get to the point there you know, pinging so many companies. And so you've now conditioned to refine it, which is a good thing, but it also narrows it in some respects. And then um, the other part is, is that regardless of technology, people are the, the blending of the right people at the right time with the right balance still has not been conquered by AI or other tools. Yes, they can be used as tools, but it's it's this interaction, this this notion for I want to solve something. That's that's not technical. That's emotional. Or you find a sliver like one of the things I was I was talking to a friend this morning about fintech, and um, you know one of my biases is I can't I can't figure out why people people keep inventing more fintech for payment models, right? You think PayPal's done it, you think that Stripe has done it, but you know the reality is is that every every person's mind when you look at a mine. You go down that mine, and if you can find a seam that the others haven't mined yet, the mine isn't exhausted. So that's why all these little startups are thinking in different ways to solve micro problems as part of a big problem. And if we're free to solve a small problem, we can solve huge problems.
0: Can there be such a thing as too much innovation? Can it, can it, can it all get too, too exhaust? Do we just need to go and sit on the sofa for a bit?
2: <laughs> well, sitting on the sofa is actually a good way to think about problems. So, you know, considering what you, nobody can see here because of this fabulous podcast is uh, Emily has a guitar behind her. Coming or, out of my uh, head. <laughs> and if I'm not mistaken, a bunch of CDs.
0: Yes, <laughs> they're relics.
2: They're relics. And do you have any vinyl?
0: No, alas.
2: So I think vinyl is a good metaphor for is, is you know, you've got all the stuff that came out from Panasonic with the invented CDs. And, and the notion of the disc. And then, you know, vinyl fell out of favor and now vinyl's back in a big way. So is there too much innovation? I, I, if you change that word, is there ever, if you phrase it differently, is there ever too much thinking? And so, you know, innovation, not limiting it, living, limiting it to tourism, travel and hospitality, just if we don't think and we don't get together and we don't try and solve uh, you solve stuff for your family. You solve stuff every day. Is that innovation? The way you, you know, different toaster. You know, <laughs> like I don't know, but you know, I don't think there is. I think there. I think uh, ideas have a certain Darwinian profile, and when you let that out, the, Darwin's theory will let it blossom or not. But we need a lot of ideas to get a few great ones, and um, let let's keep stimulating. Not, I think it's more adaption, and I think that's probably the gap, is it's not all about being the next innovator or inventor. It's about doing things that we currently do and finding a way to make them relevant today and maybe scale them for brilliance tomorrow
1: see I'm very I'm very jealous of all your CDs because only the other night I was thinking that I really wanted to listen to one of the Beck albums and I used to have it on CD um, but then during the great digital revolution I digitized all of my CDs and got rid of them and somebody said to me at the time you shouldn't do that because Apple are going to screw you over in the future and I said no, no 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 they're all here on my laptop and it's marvelous and wonderful and they were all here on my laptop and then last year my laptop something went horribly horribly wrong with it and I had to get a new laptop because it was during the pandemic I couldn't take my hard drive to be scraped because pandemic and I still haven't because I'm in the wrong country um but that's another story for another time but um but then the, the other day of course I then thought I need to go and listen to the back thing and because of the way Apple have changed the structure of the music it meant that I could only access things that I had bought on Apple which means that my CD collection is horribly 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 depleted now they said that's fine because you can subscribe to Apple Music and you can ac- access the Beck album there for nine ninety nine a month. And I can, and I can. And I look back at it and think, hey, <laughs> for for, th-
2: for those of you that cannot see the I'm being Amberized as we speak. Amberized by
1: Apple. That's what's happened there. Well, so no, I did Patrick. get to listen to the album and it made me angry. But it, it shouldn't have done this. It. Pretty good album.
0: But but they're such but they're such examples of of innovation and <laughs>
1: and amberization. I've been amberized. But the,
2: but the other side of that is so many people have lost their collections, and it's and there is a way to access it.
1: But they've only lost it because they were taken away. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, they're lost. And, and, they but are lost. Now they're lost. And
1: now they and now they are found. You know. Yes. So
2: you know, even in in our space and in, in travel, tourism, and hospitality, I mean. Sometimes we can't get out of our own way. I mean, you can see the cycle, and certainly some of the people we're working with, some of them are trying so hard to get back to where they were. Like, I want to go back. Then you got other groups that want to go so far, far forward, they forgot their own history. And somewhere in between is the truth about where's the opportunity. And you you brought that up at the top of the podcast, Emily, is, you know, where's, there's so much opportunity here. And in some respects, there's so much opportunity And everybody's adapting and innovating and trying to survive and all of these nuances to go in and get to tomorrow is that we're probably missing real opportunities because there's so much choice. There's chaos. When you chaos, you kind of tend to shut down and say, I just got to get on with whatever, you know, this dot is in front of me or one foot in front of the other. And, you know, I hope that people are getting enough time to think about how to make their businesses better. And I don't care whether you're making soap or you know, your, your IHG trying to grow or in the case of a core, just buy everything. And, uh, whatever it is, let's hope that we're slowing down to speed up.
1: Do you subscribe? The mention of chaos there reminded me of Dominic Cummings and his creative destruction. Do you well, subscribe to that? There, there's a leap, leap, of,
2: leap of cunningness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, you were going somewhere with that, Catherine.
1: No, I said to you. I was saying to you, do you think that that um that this is this is chaos for the sector, and that whoever comes out the other side will be a whole new brave tomorrow, or do we have things that we can you not dis- destroy it all, you know, take out the entire civil service and all the back room of hotels, and come forward with that? Does it need a complete rewrite or just a a, le- a leap forward?
2: You know, the, the thing that even when writing the book was. We're so interdependent in travel, tourism, and hospitality, yet we're completely verticalized. Very little innovation comes across from one group to another, like cruise ship to hotels, um, uh, airlines to car rental, events, you know, and you've both been around the event business and, and writing about it and everything else for a long time. And You know, the event business, as one person said, you know, this hasn't evolved since 1974. And so the innovation isn't that hard. I think where the where the my concern is, is that people aren't brave enough to say we need to do something different now coming out of this. And it's some of its bravery And not all institutions support that bravery. It's more steady as you go, get back to where you were. Let's get comps, you know, year on year comps, you know, let's get back to 2019. How about create 2022 as opposed to get back to 2019? Let's create that. And so to your question regarding the the sector, you know, I I even struggled to define it. You know, is the sector now hotels or is it alternative accommodations, or is it really the accommodation space? That has changed. And yes, there's specialists by type. And um, I I think the labeling and the tribalism that comes along with that limits thinking and it limits innovation and limits just adaptions. Um, You know, why is it that you can get cruise ships full and, you know, a very different approach to getting thousands of people on a boat in an hour, yet we can't get through an airport in the same way? Why is it that events and hotels... Seem to want to go back to let's have you know sprawling buffets and banquets when you know hybrid events you know so that more and more I mean I've attended a couple of weddings online as an example they were great you could you know hang out for an hour and um, that's it you're done and you get the whole and they go wherever in the world they want to do it and it's all very professional um, you just don't see the bit where the cake gets shoved in the mouth or what all these different traditions but you know hey. Who wants to get sprayed by cake at a wedding?
0: <laughs> you're less likely to be sat next to the really boring uncle as well in that situation. Exactly.
2: Which is always- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's true. So, you know, we're seriously encouraging people to stop, look and categorize, categorize into the stuff that you think are crazy stuff that you think may be relevant, but also go and look over the fence at other industries and don't be looking at your own sector because you know how it is. I mean, everybody goes to a trade show or they're online at something and you're hearing the same rough ideas and nobody's going to, I mean, in, fa- in fairness to, you know, all the CEO stuff that you see, if you're a public company, you're not going to tell anybody on stage that you've decided to close your number one brand and go into the bicycle business. Now, except for Mr. Bezos, which I, I, he would, um, but uh, outside of that, I, you know, I hope people are saying, let's do. so." And then the other part that innovation is, and you can kind of see now, the, the, you know, no housekeeping for a week. That's not innovation. That's cost cutting. Bringing your own sheets. Great. Are we going to buy our own sheets now or borrow? I'm sorry, lease them. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know. But if, if that's where we're going and if that's what that space is doing, rather than finding it and making it a better user experience for um both the employees, and and I put a big underline here, we keep talking about the guests, the biggest threat we have right now is the mobility of the baseline worker that does the real work and that their contact, front contact. And um, there's not enough conversation about that.
0: Numbers appear to be dwindling by the second of them, um, unfortunately, don't they? Um, So we've talked, we've perhaps talked a little bit about the environment to create that innovation and adaptation and you mentioned um you know having being able to have lots of conversations and think about change and not having ceos who are kind of regimented in their thinking give us some other kind of steers as to ha- how how the sort of the, the ideal environments can be created to to nurture this type of thinking
2: it's getting you know part of it is allowing creating a culture which is really hard to do that somehow connects your baseline product you take amazon as an example um and another story i heard yesterday the, the delivery of cables right they, they're kind of important right now for computers and hdmi and power cords and anyway they promised that amazon said on their site you are you know you're you're going to get it okay well you, they didn't this gentleman didn't get it and it was important to get it well he got on and Fair enough. Out of the millions and millions of people that use Amazon every day, um, he made contact with a human being and didn't blame him. Okay. second thing is he didn't like my my friend didn't like the answer that said, well, it was the last mile delivery unit that was responsible for that. And he, he said, really, you're you're diverting. That person felt very comfortable to own that problem, then got her, her manager. This was a manager. She got her manager and said, we're going to fix this. We're going to call them. They went and fixed it. It was delivered this morning, and he was dealing with it yesterday. And so getting that sense of empowerment, not about the rule, but the essence of what we're here to do, which is to solve a customer problem, whatever you need to do, that has nothing to do with... Uh, whether you've got the flashiest office or anything else. That's one thing. Understanding how to allocate and, and empower the people that matter, especially at the line level, manager level, to do the right thing, whatever that means. The second category is fostering thinking and, and fostering, you know, leap of faith, right? How do you make that leap of faith to say, we can, what are the assumptions? Uh, it could be that you're delivering. Um, okay, it's no. It one of the things that we pushed out and talked about is why is it that concierge desks, as an example, uh, what if that was inverted? And you know, right now, your guests prefer the food from Deliveroo or from Grubhub getting delivered than room service. So how about you take the non-existent you know, concierge that we've all got a concierge on our phone now, courtesy of Google and other search engines. And why don't you convert that where the guest pays a, a premium, let's say it's five euros that they order their food. It comes to the concierge desk and they deliver it upstairs
0: on a warm plate and everything. And sort of with the whole shenanigans. Yes.
2: We do a terrible job of warm plate. We don't even need the cart. You know, the technology that's come out of ghost kitchens and delivery is exceptional. You get your stuff. It's designed for that. It's hot. It's, it's from any restaurant you want. But can you imagine the, the reference point if you're a guest in a hotel and said, they made it so easy for me to have my food, not their food, and charge corkage, just like we did in the old days with, you know, bring your own bottle. Well, allow them to have their own food because it's going to be better than yours. Because they, they're pros at it, and, and I'm not, not all, and I'm just for the sake of people writing in or complaining and saying that this guy is, you know, so uh, not all is bad. I love Parador breakfasts. Love them. Uh, they're fabulous. Nothing to beat a Parador. Um, so, which for those listening is the, national, is the nationalized uh, historic uh, buildings that have been converted into hotels by the Spanish government. So, you know, it's fabulous. But at the end of the day, when you're traveling or especially in this environment, comfort food is very, very important. And your food can be anything you want. And it's ubiquitous and it's everywhere, which could be the same thing as ubiquitous. But nonetheless, these baseline adaptions against paradigms, against biases. Well, we always have a concierge. We always did do it a different way. It's time. Other thought. Why banquet, banquet kitchens? How often are they actually used on a time basis? Why aren't they being converted into, you know, for the other 20 hours that they're not being used? Allow ghost kitchens, lease out the space, make some money, get a higher yield per square meter. And maybe you could have your own staff uh, participate in that and allocate some of the overhead to a third party. So there's other ways to think about the same problem. Without is that innovation or is that adaptation? I, I don't know.
0: It's just thinking about things in a different way, isn't it? And one of the oldest, uh, oldest industries in the world is uh, both a blessing and a curse, I suppose, in that we have kind of train track thinking on this. Well, on, banking Catherine.
2: is actually very old too. When you think yeah, of how true. banking came out, you know, it was if you believe the story, is you know, it was outside the city walls there were seats that looked like a bank in the old language. And that's kind of where ish banking started ish. But, you know, it, that evolved into, um, you know, Credit Suisse at some point. I,
1: I do wonder with the sector whether it's more complicated, not more complicated than it needs to be. But to go back to Amazon, Amazon have tried to get into travel and all its many areas F- just three times at counting now, two or three times, and pulled back every time. um I wonder why. Whether you had any ideas why that might be. Whether it's whether it's a too complicated distribution thing, or just once you kind of open up travel and hospitality. No, oh,
0: ah! <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. To come back no, to no, Jurassic no, no, Park, no. exactly. But, exactly. Shut the gate. Shut the gate and walk away.
2: Well, I'd actually also say that you know Amazon had some very successful failures. You know, in the sense of they determined that the failure was successful. I mean, you kind of remember what Google Google they really right. did fail with. It. It's true. You know, uh, they they tried to dabble in in phones uh, as well. Um, they 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 basically went beyond you know Amazon TV, and and that's now kind of irrelevant. You know, it's a tool. So I, I think travel fit into that is let's try these different categories, and I, I think for all sorts of different reasons. I mean, it is hard to aggregate. Uh, and then, are you? Do you which side of the fence do you sit on? Do you sit on the distribution side? Do you sit on the brand side? Do you sit on the meta search side, or do you sit on the true OTA side? You know, and there's a lot of choices. Whereas, a when you're transferring and they're not into experiences, right? And the similar type of issue, but then you get an organization like Airbnb, who is a a different disintermediated, but they remove the risk. They don't deal with real estate. So they found a way to take all real estate that has a, 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 leaning towards the ability to have a bed or a night's sleep and said, let's aggregate the notion of a pillow but with no risk. So, you know, that goes across glamping, it goes, it goes you know, cruise ships, maybe they'll do that one day. I, I don't know. But at the end of the day, I I don't think it's they dabbled and said, I don't like it. I think it's just they dabbled and it wasn't core that had consistency. So their organization could run the, maybe the customer service side in a similar way as they do for the rest of the business. So it was very hard to scale, I think. But I mean, who knows? I I, I had no this is just us, you know, making this stuff up.
0: No doubt, no doubt they'll be back. Well, when I get my, um, the space shuttle thing to Croatia, I'll have a chat with Jeff. Well, we'll see if we can figure oh, it out. That's true. Yes. Yeah. I'll see if we can figure it out. Or his back. brother,
2: you know, his brother would, you know, clearly it's the brother. And, and then the 18 year old that was on there because dad couldn't make it.
0: <laughs> that's
1: interesting. I'll, um, it's, been, it's been a long time it, for a lot of people and they're all willing
2: to, had a concept to, shoot,
1: to shoot space, right? just shoot their 18 year old
2: into space. Even just I mean <laughs> I mean, think about that. <laughs> I mean, I think that's the story, right? That dad had a conflict, so he sent the son. What sort of conflict was that? Like, It's
0: a very, very expensive childcare option. Really is. Yes, it really it is, is but, uh, isn't
1: it? Any option. Nobody's 18. Option
2: I mean, at 18 years of age, you've been to space, your dad couldn't make it. What do you do for the rest of your life? Like, he's going
0: to. I don't know. I reckon i will get a really hot girlfriend, though, as a result. That, like that is the
2: best LinkedIn. That should be the number one LinkedIn connection of all time, uh, me and Jeff.
0: Future is very promising. Um, we're hurtling towards the, the end of this very interesting chat. So we're just going to ask you the questions that we ask all of our guests, if that's all right. Mm-hmm. Um, so kicking off with when the shutters are up and I've had the jabs in my arm, the first thing I'm going to do or the first thing I
2: did is so i'm i 'm jab jabbed double jabbed, so uh i, I didn 't do anything
0: did you not mark the occasion with great ceremony?
2: no, but I tell you what we did do this which I thought was the best part was uh w- when I was going for you know our my pre determined jabberisms that one does, and I think that's right up there with amberisms, and uh I, you know I, I actually was fortunate enough to be in a slot where uh, a number of my school friends that i hadn't seen in a while was
0: ah, Jabbing reunion we were on
2: the same
0: it's, it's, it's line. friends
2: reunited and so uh, you know we hung out and then we arranged which which i thought was great was when we went back we 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 assumed that we'll be roughly in the same window for number 2 so we all all agreed that we'd go for coffee and just catch up and and it was a great group and that was the best part of the whole thing because we got to hung out, hang out and get to know each other again and it was great. COVID-19,
0: bringing people yeah. together.
2: Yep, it was great. And <laughs> not within one meter. It was a lot of fun.
0: <laughs> Hurrah. <laughs> um, so the best thing, in your opinion, about the sector is?
2: We're generally a fun, fun bunch. You know, it. You know, I, I, I've seen other sectors and worked in other sectors and... Our tribe is, you know, we're predisposed to want to meet and get together. And and you feel when you walk into a hotel or on a cruise ship or something, you've got or an airline, you know, you kind of know how it works. And you also know the pain that they take. We all take in a service environment. And I I think that's, uh, you know, that's the best thing about it. You know, when you have the common pain, you also know how to uh, alleviate the pain. And we we know how to do that. We have a good time. It's true,
0: fun bunch we are. Um, yeah. Okay, the sector would be significantly improved if
2: we'd stop talking about keyless entry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've tried.
0: I um, couldn't agree more, and I'm not sure there's anything more that we need to say about that. Just full stop. Righto. Um, what the industry needs now is keyless entry. <laughs>
2: well said, Kath, you know, I always knew you were on the cutting edge is, um, is we need consistency and that consistency is, is a serious issue. And, you know, even having, uh, I think what we're seeing right now, if you look at pre COVID before, I'm sorry, during COVID pre major lockdown, there were rules that we understood where we could sit, when we can eat, with who? So we kind of had a test run. It looks like the public health services forgot all that and just said, let's make it as confusing as possible for an industry that largely contributes between five and 10% of GDP uh, to the economies. And uh, I, I, I appreciate the fact that we're also the, the uh, possible uh, place where we all congregate, we gather, we create gatherings. So be cognizant of innovation and adaption comes from human gatherings, not from being on Zoom. And so I think the perspective of saying we've, we, we've got to have consistency so that we can travel from a canton to a canton, from a canton to a county, a county to a, a country and a country to the world, and we need to have one system. We need consistency to get people back to work and get our mindsets in a positive place, because travel and hospitality makes you feel better.
0: Absolutely, but not at this current time, because the thought of it is just...
2: Consistency, please.
0: Yes, please. Okay, and finally, I'd like to think we've learnt from this...
2: I'd like to think we've learnt from this that we are very interdependent and we're fragile. And we really are. If we learn one thing, a virus knows no borders, it knows no tribe it knows no color, it knows no boundary and it will travel. It's actually the, it is the most efficient traveler we know with many, many billions of of uh, redeemable miles on United. Not that you, just disclaimer, not claiming that United is the spreader of COVID for those who <laughs> are listening, we are one.
0: Very good point, very good point. Um. Sean, it's been a delight to talk to you. Catherine, do you have any further uh, observations, musings, con- like, you know, considerations from in and around Paris?
2: Kerfuffle? No,
0: no, 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 no. kerfuffling kerfuffle? around Paris. No,
1: I will say today it's quite sunny. Um, and I did actually stay for the first time in a long time saw a queue, a queue of humans, uh, which is Not There's a ramen place down the road, and there's always a fucking queue of humans. Um, but. <laughs> excuse my my french and all the shops have little signs outside saying no queuing for the ramen here um and uh it's very good ramen place but um there was a queue outside the louvre for the first time in a long time very good seeing that area completely empty but there was a
2: queue are you sure that they're not distributing jabs
0: stop pretending to a mass (laughs) vaccination (laughs)
1: center. (laughs) <laughs> you see, they, they may well do they've now um, opened up vaccinations to uh, 12 years old and up and you can just walk up since the Macron said, right, if you if you want to go to a restaurant, you're going to have to get vaccinated. And now everyone, and there's a walk-up vaccination outside the town hall, just down the road from the Louvre. And there is a queue outside that, like you would not believe. Um, and people come back, if you don't get in that day, people come back the next morning at three o'clock in the morning and queue. So I don't want to hear about the French and their vaccine reluctancy because it is not being played out here. So if you want your lattes, although I did go past some jump. Gilets jaunes last week and they were quite angry. But I did think to myself, with well, the Gilet Jaune have kind of moved in on everyone. So it's like anti-vaxxers and Gilets jaunes and no vaccine passports and some other group people Climb just don't like Macron. Maybe. And and they were all they are all blocking off a, a, a roundabout. And so you know, great. I nothing I have nothing but time for the French and their capacity for for protest. Um, but you did think. So people are saying to Macron, you know, is this going to be be a whole summer problem now? Is this going to be an issue? And you can't help but think that he's watching it and seeing them all gathered together with no masks and thinking, probably not going to be too much of an issue in about two weeks' time. (laughs) So hopefully all of them will be well. No one wants anyone to be sick. But at the same time, you think this is a problem that's going to wipe itself out if uh if that's the case so
0: well we look forward to hearing an update in two weeks see how that's I'm what sure carry out.
1: We'd obviously obviously it'd be very sad if anyone got sick but but you do think large meetings no masks will you be having these meetings because it seems unlikely
0: probably less so and, no. and maybe oh, the, the the, does, the, does the drilling signify the end of the podcast that is the end now <laughs> Um, Sean, thank yes. you so much for joining us. It's been it's, been, it's been great to talk to you. Really interesting thoughts. Catherine, have a wonderful week observing all the Americans in Paris. Good luck with that. And thank you to everyone for listening. We we hugely ap- appreciate all your support and your feedback. And um, we hope you enjoyed this episode. And we'll see you and hear from you. And you will hear from us or words like that next time. Mm, next time. <laughs> Cheerio. Bye. So that concludes our thoughts for this week. Thank you to everyone involved in creating this episode and providing something for your ears whilst walking the dog, washing the cat, chopping the veg, or however else you pass the time while podcasting. Please do review and
1: subscribe if you get your ear entertainment via Apple, or follow new tricks if your ear delight comes from Spotify. These things make a difference, apparently. Until next time.